Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, I feel very honored to talk to you today about Mars um, in case of science and science fiction. So, we're taking a little flight to the moon with the spaceship coming back, coming back on Earth, and then we go to, the, to Mars. This is a little voyage I'm taking you today. So, let's go to the moon. People came from all over the world to Florida, hoping to catch a glimpse of the first capsule that will take astronauts to the moon. First time in human history, an encounter with another celestial body. The journey to the moon takes three days, and the astronauts experience things they never felt before, such as weightlessness. After this heroic voyage, the ship did safely splash down in the Pacific Ocean, opening a new chapter in human history. So, what do you think when this has happened? Like, I hope you think of the Apollo mission, 1969. But, um, of course, I wouldn't talk about this if this wouldn't be wrong, because actually it happened 100 years before. It happened 1865 in a prophetic novel of Jules Verne. And he was able to correctly uh, portray the size of the capsule, um, the location of the launch, and even the method of landing back. The only major flaw was he thought they would travel on a gigantic cannon instead of a rocket, liquid-fueled rocket that we know today. So how was this possible? How could he... Yeah, was it a lucky guess? Um, was he very talented or a real prophet? Actually, of course, he was not. Um, he just was really interested in science. He read a lot of scientific journals. He had friends like... Uh, Edgar Allan Poe was his friend from literature, but um, he knew a lot of people in the science industry back in the time. And, yeah, so... I don't know, maybe I was reading too much science uh, fiction journals, or um, I was looking too much movies, but I wanted to build a spaceship uh, 2015 for my diploma in fine arts, but I was, yeah, not trained to do, um, yeah, to create an actual spaceship. And I had not so much friends in fundamental research or in research at all. Um, they were all artists, and um, I decided, like, because I was reading a lot of uh, Jules Verne in my childhood, I decided to apply this method into modern times, in, into my time, like to talk to scientists, uh, to visit labs, and so I did this. Um, I went to the Max Planck Institute in Garching, um, it's next to Munich, and they're focusing, it's a... Uh, they're focusing of, on plasma research, um, actually mostly on plasma fusion. Um, so I talked to the professors, um, they gave me a presentation, what the research is about, and um, I found out that um, plasma, it's a state of matter, of course, you know, and it's actually 99.999% of the observable 
universe that we know, and it's a good electroconductor, uh, fusion power, it's the future of clean and safe energy, and also you have it in your body, like it's in a microcosm, like blood plasma, cytoplasma, um, so it's all over the place, and I thought this is a cool name, and I was really inspired, and I thought this is perfect. So I built actually um, a spaceship, I thought it's the most beautiful spaceship I know, but it didn't work, you know, it's, it was just, uh, you could go in this room, but it didn't fly anywhere. Um, but still, I built it for fine arts, it was okay, it works like a stage or something, but yeah, um, I wanted to do more of it. And so this is the spaceship, and of course, um, there was not only the spaceship, I did all the research, so I put it in a journal. This was actually the plasma one. And um, it was more a personal portfolio than a real magazine. So the next step was, um, yeah, to build this platform, this art and science platform, because I realized there's so much power in the combination of art and science, like Gilvan use it, like uh, I experienced it um, recent years. So um, I put it all together and I developed it over, over the years. So there came out the next plasma. I collected more art and science projects from all over the world and um, continued uh, last year, Plasma 3, and of course I developed it for all advices, uh, different media platform, and I'm like the collector of all these curiosities of art and science, like I presented you with Jules Verne and the moon, but of course in our time, like you can see here, um, plasma rockets, it's like the electric car for space, uh, something like this, and yeah, now in two weeks we're going to publish Plasma 4 and it's about all the topics I think the TNV is about, artificial intelligence, bionics, space exploration, technology and art. And the article I wrote was about Mars, science and science fiction and I include some ideas of treats. I will tell you later what this is about. So. Mars, what you can see here, um, it's the South Pole. Um, the components are carbon dioxide and frozen water. So we have water um, on Mars and it's on the poles and sometimes you can scratch the surface and you find water under the surface. So, um, it's not new to go on Mars. Maybe you heard the news. Um, They've been people like on 1910 or 1926, Godard, they actually dreamed of going to Mars. They've been the first engineers building rockets or um, projects going there. So they started, and both of them, I read later, uh, been crazy about Jules Verne, like they've been all reading this book, um, From the Earth to the Moon. So, <laughs> Let's pretend um, we have a good start. We go um, to the moon, uh, to the Mars. <laughs> this time uh, to the Mars um, with a rocket. And to go to Mars, it's like you can't go randomly. Like today, I'm, 
I'm going to start. It's like the best constellation is every two years. Use the Hohmann transfer. Uh, it's a low energy principle. And yeah, if you have a normal rocket, maybe up to 300 days, if you have a better rocket, um, could be 150 days. But this is how long it actually takes to go to Mars. So we are arriving on Mars. The atmosphere, you can see it, it's not actually breathable. It's better you have a suit to wear. And actually, it's really cold. Most of the people think it's like a desert, maybe it's hot, but it's really not, it's really cold. And if you have 27 degrees Celsius, it's in summer on the equator. So this is really rare that you have um, yeah, such a good temperature. And like I already mentioned, the good thing is we have water on this planet, and this is really helpful to colonize it later. So maybe you have seen the movie The Martian. Actually, I was there in this, um, yeah, I went to the movies um, back there. And yeah, I wanted to see how Mark Watney grows potatoes on this planet. <laughs> And um, he was played by Matt Damon, maybe you saw this. And it was the ultimate challenge, like you're alone on this planet and you have to survive. And it not everything has been really realistic, but I think you, you have an image how, how it could be. And um, the scene you see here, I think they did it in the Jordanian desert on Earth. So the picture you see, it's actually taken on Earth. So, of course, um, you know the company SpaceX, um, this is their attempt. They want to go to Mars, they want to colonize Mars, they want to transform the human species uh, into an interplanetary species. And yeah, the first step towards Mars, this was the Falcon 9 rocket, and I love the fact that it's named after the Millennium Falcon. And um, I know they do some progress right now to go to the Bella rocket, and they're not the only one. There are a lot of companies. Most companies actually in the Silicon Valley, some entrepreneurs, billionaires, they um, want to go to moon first because it's like the gas station to go into space, to go in the solar system. But um, to go to Mars, um, it's a big project of Boeing and NASA. Um, but I know SpaceX wants to land there uh, 2024 and Boeing and NASA will go there 2030. They, they have a different plan, a different approach. They're a little bit slower. Um, anyhow, um, the CEO of Boeing said that they, they be first. So the first step on Mars the person goes on a Boeing rocket and um, he is, has so much self-esteem because the Apollo mission was based on the Boeing system. So, yeah, so what we learn from this, um, actually science fiction is kind of first, so the vision is first and if it's a good vision, usually it's based on science, so you can see here how these two parts really good working together. And this is why I think that the approach of the concept of art and science is really good to make new inventions and especially put visions into minds. Like maybe for an older generation, it's been the books like you can see here and later come the movies and some of the movies like Star Wars 
was based on Asimov and Star Trek is based on Stapleton. So, and all these guys that want to go there, all these millionaires and um, it's not only about glory and profit, they just want to fill their dreams they have seen there. And um, yeah, so it sounds romantic. I just want to tell you there are some risks as well. Like there could be mechanical failure, loss of communication, micrometeors. This is a big problem in space actually um, for the ISS as well, or solar flares. And yeah, radiation is I think the biggest problem because human body is not built for space. So better you have a good suit on you. And SpaceX designed a new suit. It was designed by Jose Fernandez. Um, he's a Hollywood costume designer, actually. And in the beginning, he thought it's a new film adaptation he's working on. So usually he designs for Iron Man, for Batman, but he designed this suit uh, for SpaceX, like the design first, and now they try to make it work, um, the science part. But um, there are other examples that work the other way around. The suit you see in the Martian um, is based on the MIT uh, biosuit. So it's not only the suit um, they worked on uh, with a research institute, it's also the um, explorer, the vehicle, like the rover. Um, uh, Matt Damon <laughs> did some trips um, on Mars or in the Jordanian desert. Um, so here it was um, yeah, based on the model and uh, this explorer from NASA, he's not only made for Mars or he's, I, I know he's made for the asteroids as well. He, he could be used on the, even on the moons of Mars and yeah, we don't know which planets or moons um, we go next. So um, yeah, the plan for 2024 of uh, SpaceX is to go to Mars City to um, yeah, build a colony, uh, domes, go there by the BFR, the big Falcon rocket. I know there's another name exists, but I know, don't know if it's allowed to say it here. And um, this is a really huge rocket. You can carry uh, 100 uh, people with this rocket. And yeah, um, actually it could be in a science fiction movie, um, the simulation. It's really, uh, really close to what we see. And of course, what comes next will be terraforming. This is a really complicated process. And of course, you need to heat up the atmosphere um, that uh, frozen poles can build some oceans. Um, and it's, it's, to be honest, it's, it's much more complicated, but um, I think you have an understanding what humanity wants to do the next um, decades and um, centuries. So this opens questions. Um, questions, yeah, you can see it um, in this science fiction series, The Expanse. I think it's a dark version, but I think you know uh, what I'm talking about. If we like colonizing Mars, um, it will have some um, it will change actually, like e economies, uh, politics, and yeah, what we are, what's humankind, and so I think these are really important questions um, we have to think about, um, and yeah, we have to deal with that. And so 
shaping the future. I think this is a big topic of the conference, actually. This is a big thing. And um, of course, you can start your rocket company if you have enough money and um, some good engineers. Um, this is the thing you can do in the big thing or something else. But really, really small um, is that what we are presenting in our next issue is the future do-it-yourself. This is actually the name of the article. And it's based on a method of treats. Treats is a method uh, of science fiction text writing. And it was designed for engineers, that engineers not only learn um, physics and mathematics and all the stuff they need, that they write science fiction stories. It was, um, I think, they started in the 70s. And um, the statistics actually showed that they make much more inventions if they have uh, wrote these stories. It doesn't have to be a really good story. It's just that you think open-minded, that you create a vision and follow this vision. And yeah, it's one simple, really simple method. And yeah, you can read like much more details. We have a to be honest, a, role, uh, a whole chapter around this. I've been at a conference uh, last week and met some really interesting people to, yeah, to transfer this method from the 70s into our time. And yeah, it's really easy. Write a short story, maybe half page story. And yeah, let's see how it creates like a vision for you. And maybe you come to ideas, you come into inventions and um, yeah, be part to uh, shape the future. Thank you, everybody.